KCSB FM, Santa Barbara, 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, KCSB FM presents up-and-coming alternative rappers at a free community event this Friday night. And later in the show, an effort to help feed hungry Ivy residents and UCSB students heading into the holiday season. It's hard to believe that Thanksgiving is only a week away and that finals will be wrapping up within the next three weeks. KCSB FM is fitting in some fun before the end of fall quarter. This Friday, KCSB is presenting a free concert in Stork Plaza and the community is invited to attend. They'll also be collaborating with the Dolores Co-op to present another show this Saturday. I spoke with KCSB's general manager, Aiden Manousis, and promotions director, Claudia Chi, to learn more. Welcome, you guys, to the show. Um, you can go ahead and introduce yourselves. Awesome. Uh, my name is Aiden Manousis. My pronouns are he and him, and I am the general manager of KCSB. Hi, my name is Claudia Chi. I use she or they pronouns, and I'm promotions director this year for KCSB. Awesome. So before we start talking about the upcoming concert, could you guys take me behind the scenes at KCSB and talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so um, as general manager of the station, I'm responsible for managing uh, KCSB's executive committee and our volunteer program. So we have 17 other uh, members of the executive committee who do everything from um, ensuring that we have programming running on our FM broadcast 24-7 to uh, making sure that shows and station events are being promoted to planning those station events um, to sorting through music that's being sent to the station and then of course we have um, our news department and our sports department as well so I just make sure that everybody uh, is working well with each other and getting the goals of the station done making sure that we have good programming, um, and then making sure that volunteers and programmers can be a part of that as well. For me, um, for KCSB's promotional activities, I work with venues and promoters for co-sponsorships and ticket giveaways, um, so either social media giveaways or on-air giveaways just to give back to our listener community, um, planning promotional events, um, working with different on-campus organizations to make connections with other um, UCSB and local organizations, and just artist outreach in general for events like Hook and Clip. Awesome, yeah, so you can tell us about Hook and Clip, what people can expect for this Friday. So it's going to be um, Hook, Clip, and then we also have an opener, DJ Shepboy, who's also a programmer on the air. Um, it's going to be at 8 p.m. this Friday. Um, it's going to be in Stork Plaza, and it's open to everyone, so not just students. And uh, the music um, of Hook and Clip itself is going to be so cool to hear out in Stork Plaza. Um, I believe that they performed with each other at a music fest. I think it was Rolling Loud that they performed yeah, Rolling Loud, um, New York. earlier. So they have performed kind of in proximity to each other before, but um, like Hook is a Southern California rapper, so she kind of has um, almost of like a gangsta rap kind of sound to it, but it's still um, super uh, different in a lot of ways and very off kilter and um, like avant garde. And then um, Hook, um, sorry, Clip in um, a lot of ways is almost more similar to the artist that we brought last year, Coco and Claire Claire. 
uh, with a bit more of like an ethereal sound, a lot of like drum and bass influences and stuff. But somehow when you listen to them together, they just fit together really well. So um, hearing their sets next to each other, along with Shutboy, um, who if you're an Islavist and haven't heard of Shutboy, definitely worth checking out in my opinion. And like the three of them are going to have really cool complimentary sounds. Yeah, so um, if you don't have plans already for Friday night, I would definitely come out to see these really two um, cool up-and-coming female rappers do their thing together in Stork at 8 p.m. I know you guys are collaborating with Associated Students. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to sort of plan with them and how you guys go about creating a show like this? Yeah, Associated uh, Students and uh, specifically AIS Program Board has been really, really integral towards um, getting this concert uh, planned and executed, um, especially with regards to um, helping with promotion. They have a lot of experience um, promoting and planning their own events, so they've been able to lend some of those expertise and some of their promotional power to us. So uh, we really hope that that gets the word out there, but we can't thank uh, AS Program Board enough uh, for their help, and they've been super great to work with. Is there anything else that you guys want to promote that KCSB is going to be putting on? The day after Hook and Clip, if you're looking for more plans for your weekend, on the 19th there's going to be a show at the Dolores Co-op, which is on Sabado Tarde, um, and it's going to be having like slowcore bands like Bondo, and there's going to be Chatterton. I would highly recommend listening to them and coming out. It's going to be at 8 p.m., again, at Dolores Co-op, so feel free to come out, and there's going to be KCSB Merge, um, get to experience a show at the co-op, and we're just trying to have more DIY shows in the community. So those are your Friday and Saturday plans. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. And in general, uh, KCSB and AS Program Board are both going to be doing a lot of events um, coming up, especially into winter quarter. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. All right, super exciting stuff. Um, anything else you guys would like to add, where people can find you guys, or where they can find out more about KCSB? Um, yeah, always check out our website, kcsb.org. You can also find um, our social medias. We're at kcsbfm on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and in general, uh, we're going to be posting some tabling locations um, that we'll be at this week if you want to come and get some flyers for the uh, show. So just stay tuned on our social media and on our website, um, and you can meet us in person beforehand. We also have a landing page on our QR code on the hook and clip flyer that's posted on our Instagram. Um, and there you can find a link to a playlist that we made if you want to listen to hook and clip beforehand and get a vibe for how their sound is um, for the concert on Friday. All right. Thank you guys both so much for coming on. It was super nice meeting both of you. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much for having us. Again. It was great meeting you. <laughs> that was Aiden Manusis and Claudia Chi from KCSB. We hope to see you this Friday out at Stork Plaza. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. In student government at UC Santa Barbara, the Associated Students Office of the External Vice President of Local Affairs oversees all things Isla Vista. I'm joined by Lily McMillan with the EVPLA's office to find out more about a food security event taking place this weekend and other things the EVPLA office is doing to improve life for students and residents of Isla Vista. Welcome to the show, Lily. Welcome back. I'm really glad to have you. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. 
Hi, everybody. My name is Lily McMillan, and I am currently the community liaison for the external vice president of local and community affairs office. Uh, before we talk about what you've been working on recently, tell us a little bit about what the office of the EVPLA does. So the main purpose of the EVPLA is to bridge the gap between the university student body and the community of Isla Vista. Uh, not very many people know that there are long-term residents in Isla Vista and a large um, population of university faculty that live in the surrounding areas of Goleta. And I mean, just because of the proximity, we, our community outreach and initiatives are in Isla Vista as well as Goleta. And so we try to provide an uh, avenue of communication for community needs of the university and vice versa. And we try to provide resources that benefit not only the student body, but also the community at large. All right. And one of the things that you've been working on at EVPLA is the food security event this weekend. So talk to me a little bit about that. So we originally thought of the food security campaign uh, because we were fin finishing off of Halloween and ramping up into the holiday season. And we brought up that there are a lot of kids either because of international status or they have jobs. They, and because of the limited time that we have off for Thanksgiving, um, that they might not get to go home and they'd be at school. And so we wanted to think of some way that we could support them. And food security has been an issue raised by multiple um, campus organizations and multiple initiatives have been started to try and mitigate that issue. So we wanted to uh, provide a source of information for anybody who is food insecure or who knows people that are food insecure of places that people can go and get food and have you know, some sort of support through a time that they usually have support from their family, you know. And so we've partnered with all of the AS orgs that have um, dealings with the food security area on campus and in the community and are basically providing kind of like an information fair with also like tangible food goods that um, attendees will be able to take home with them. And so we wanted to just basically consolidate all of the resources available for food for the community and students in one place and so it's easily accessible because a lot of students and community members don't know where to go and don't know what resources are available through community initiatives and university initiatives so we wanted to make all of that information available in one place. All right that's really helpful especially uh, during the holiday season when people might not um, you know have access to their families. Um, for going home. At the recent Isla Vista Community Network meeting last Thursday, you shared some info uh, about cliff safety and sort of the concerns that have been coming up among residents on Del Playa. And that's really constant danger in Isla Vista. Talk to me a little bit about how the office plans to keep the community safe and aware about the dangers of the cliffs. Absolutely. So this um, idea kind of formulated with uh, over the summer, our EVPLA, Haley Stankiewicz, had meetings with the fire, local fire departments on how we can better the community awareness uh, and student body awareness of the dangers of the cliffs, whether it be 
the cliffs themselves with erosion or balconies or the like kind of like backyards on DP that overlook the oceans that are that are on the cliffs. We know that this is a very lively party college town. And so we're not we're trying to not be, you know, ignorant of that. And instead of getting kids in trouble for having those parties, having those gatherings, we want to instead educate them on how to be safe, how to limit the amount of people that are there. So they're not putting themselves at risk for, you know, balcony collapses, falls from the cliffs, anything like that. And so we wanted to partner with the IVTU. So that is our current plan. And we're going to be having an education, hosting an educational campaign about what county resources are going to be um, allocated towards cliff safety. So those are going to be the fire departments. We have the um, different IV leasing companies being involved with that as well to try and disperse information to their tenants about what is safe and not safe when it comes to balconies and the cliffs and, and rooftops as well. And so it's still in the works, but um, I'm going to be attending the meeting with Jennifer Burcham as well to um, kind of expand on those ideas and what information we need to include in the campaign. But we basically just want to prepare every all of the residents of Isla Vista with the information to keep them safe when it comes to being on the cliffs, being on balconies, being on rooftops, because the past few years, there have been a lot of tragic accidents and we would really like to prevent future ones from occurring. And the best way to do that is to educate people with how to stay safe, how to stay safe. Yeah, we really understand that this is a big issue of safety. And like the biggest part of that is just understanding, you know, uh, how to stay safe, you know, being educated on that. I know over here uh, at KCSB, we're going to be having a whole episode about cliff safety in the future. So it'd be great um, if you could keep us updated on all of that information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last time we spoke, there was a lot of concern about policing and surveillance on Halloween weekend. And the concern about police presence is still super relevant. How is the EVPLA giving students a way to voice this concern through the survey that they put out? So thank you for asking. I actually have two points on this. So the racial profiling survey um, is basically we're trying to collect the testimonials of students because we understand that despite UCSB being a PWI, or for those of you who don't know, a predominantly white institution, um, we want to give voices both to white students, but specifically marginalized students, because just in the past few years, there's been a lot of tension and relations between police entities and marginalized individuals within the U.S. alone. And so we really want to make there make space for those individuals to feel safe and to feel represented. And so we want to get some sort of data from those surveys so we can provide it in our future meetings with policing entities in the community in the area that despite the trainings that they claim to take or, or that they say that they have to take and all of the awareness that they are putting out there that they are still there's still students that are feeling unsafe because of their identities because of their race and that within itself is an issue because we our whole purpose 
as university is to provide a safe and comfortable environment for them to learn. And so if they're being impeded on by like an official authority like police, then that's an issue. So we want to be able to have that in support of our overall agenda of depolicing IV, cutting back the amount of police presence that is here. And so we're trying to build a case for that so we can have you know, strong student testimonials that they don't feel safe, that they don't feel, you know, fairly dealt with by the police. Um, we're also actually, in addition to the racial profiling survey, I'm not sure if you've heard, but we are also um, hiring for UCIV. And UCIV is an advisory board for police entities um, in the community. And it's basically just to communicate what is the actual wants and needs of community members in terms of policing and how the police can go about, you know, meeting those needs, being a uh, servant of the community, a public servant. And so that is um, an, an additional development that I wanted to bring up that we're currently hiring for UCIV and that there's a um, more information on the EVPLA social media, so Instagram, about how you can apply. There's currently a UCIV chair position open as well as UCIV board representative positions. Awesome, I didn't know about that, but that's super important for uh, people to get, feel like they have their voices heard. Where can students go to find any of the other resources that you've mentioned today? Okay, so all of our resources we make available on our um, office website. I know that that's not as common of a place to go look, but we do post all of our resources on our office website. And we also post all of our resources on our uh, office Instagram. So that's UCSBEVPLA is the handle for that. And we post all of our infographics there, any um, flyers for upcoming events, and so, yeah, all of that information is available there. Awesome. Thank you. Is there, is there anything else that you would like to add that the EVPLA is working on? Yes, I have uh, two things that um, apply to like both of the areas that we've discussed today. So back to the food security um, activities that we have planned. We also are uh, hosting a canned food drive from November 10th until the 29th. So if anybody has canned foods or non-perishables that they would like to uh, donate, there is a QR code on our Instagram account that has locations throughout Isla Vista that you are allowed to drop or that their collection sites for canned goods. So we encourage anybody that can donate to donate because you're helping support your peers, your community, and your peers and community are what supports you. So. Um, we have that going on. And we're also um, working on, this is not related to food security, but more so community uh, related resources as a whole. We're reviving AS and IV. And basically what that is, is a committee that um, meets and it's all of the AS entities that have community involvement. And it's basically like a big group meeting for us to convene and talk about our different initiatives that we are working on for the community. And we're also going to have like a master calendar of events that are and who they're being hosted by and what resources they're going to provide. So that is something exciting that we're expanding the um, 
accessibility to the resources that um, AS organizations provide for the community. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. That was Lily McMillan from the EVPLA. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.